Blog Talk Radio. of The Mystical Matchmaker. I am your host, Marla Martinson, and I'm so excited to be here with you today and talk about love and dating. And it's spring now, and summer's coming up, and who doesn't want to find love? So this ongoing conversation about how to find that right person, dating tips, strategies, all of that, it just seems to never end, right? It's uh, something that we're always working on. And today I have a special guest. It is the leading authority on relationships, personal transformation, and social strategy, David Wygant. And in David's own words on his website, I love this. He says, I've, met, I've helped millions of men and women around the globe achieve success in their dating, social, and personal lives. I'm also a father to the world's cutest little girl and am an unapologetic man. Some say I'm less. Others say I've changed their lives forever. One thing's for certain, I'll always give you the truth, whether you can handle it or not. I never sugarcoat anything. Nice is overrated. I prefer brutally honest breakthrough to nice rut any damn day of the week. Welcome, David. Hey. Marla, how are you? I'm awesome. I'm so happy that you're on my podcast. Uh, I know. We I always, did, I always I, have a great conversation when we talk. I know we do. And you know what? I was thinking about our uh, video that we did. Actually, I think it was three years ago, and it was um, on my YouTube channel, and it was Older Men Dating Younger Women. And so far, I don't know if you know this, but it has over 19,000 views. It's a... <laughs> It's a hot topic, and, and it has a lot of comments because you, you have this way about you, this brash, honesty, East Coast vibe, and I just want to share with you a couple of the comments. So uh, let's see, a guy called Dwayne says, Marla, you need to give this guest a gift certificate for his honesty. He pulled no punches and was not overly worried about social correctness. Cynthia says, L-O-L-O-M-G, I really loved how David was so frank about men, how men really are, L-O-L. David, I love you. I need a therapist as honest as you. <laughs> so so uh, do you find that, I mean, you? how do people handle that? Do, do you have people that just can't handle your honesty when you're coaching them? I think a lot of people can't ha- handle honesty. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think that's um, I think that's a big thing. You know, I really, really, really think that people are afraid of honesty. I think people, and I just did a, a podcast on my podcast today, it's kind of like a half-ass syndrome people do. You know, mm-hmm. they, they want something really badly, but they have a habit of doing it half-ass, you know, where they, yeah. Yeah. you know, they, 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 they want to be successful, you know, they want to be 
you know, they want to be fun. They, you know, they want to they want to meet somebody, but they do everything half-assed. They'll, they'll get on the apps and, and they'll find the reason to get off it, like immediately. It seems like they seem to find the reason to stop doing something. They'll they'll go out there, especially men. Men will go out there and um, tell the day I'm going to approach a woman, and then of course they have this complete loser mentality when they do it. You know where. They don't even even have any any confidence at all because they've never worked on that part of their life. But they go and they approach somebody, and of course the woman rejects them in their mind. But the woman's not interested because they're actually boring because they talk about boring things, and they're not mm-hmm. really having a conversation that's based on normal things, and they're not connecting with her. So I always tell people that if you want something bad enough, whether it's a social life, a business life, whatever it might be, if you want success bad enough, you can't do it halfway. You've got to fully commit every day. You've got to walk through the fears because most people won't walk through the fears. And that's why here we are in April, people are just single and basically still complaining. Oh, the apps suck. Oh, you know, there's nowhere to meet somebody. No, it's like, if you got off your phone and stopped having that blowjob neck, you know, your neck that's always crooked down, looks like you're giving head to your iPhone, you know, you would see all the people around you and you actually, if you talk to them like a human being, having a human experience, it'd be amazed at how interested people would become in you. Oh, my God, the blowjob neck. That is so funny. I know because, well, dating to find a life partner, it's gotten so far away from our generation. You know, we're in our 50s, and when we were in our late teens and 20s, it was actually exciting and fun, and 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 uh, we didn't have those apps or the phone. or it, But now it's, like, turned into this chore. It's kind of time-consuming and confusing, and, and, and uh, it's like a virtual dating life or something. We're not, you know, it's it's – Oh, and and then people one slip up like if somebody texts something, some comment, somebody says, well, it's a red flag, or it's a, you know, they took it wrong. Well, then that person's out. That's it. On to the next person, right? It's kind of uh, you're missing. You're missing so many great people, meeting so many people. Well, because because um, one because we're, we're we have what I call and this is what my podcast was today. Do you have soft focus syndrome? Okay. Mm-hmm. What we're doing okay, is we're bailing on human beings immediately, right? You know, we're yes. looking for what is wrong because we always think there's there's what I call a paradox of choice that's going on out there. Bumble is the ultimate. I wouldn't even call it Whole Foods. The quality is not even Whole Foods quality. I would call it more Kruger's and and, and you know Stop and Shop. You know, it's just okay. You know, you just, the quality is not great on dating app. All right, why? Because when you put the masses on there, you're going to get great, you're going to get mediocre, and you're going to get the mm-hmm. chronic liars, you know. And mm-hmm. what happens is, is that you have this paradox of choice now. You believe that there's this endless inventory supply of people. So if someone wrongs you and neurotic – because you're so neurotic, they don't text you back the right way, you can go, well, that's it. That's a warning sign. I'm done with that. You know, they don't right. text me back within 40 – Six minutes of this great smiley face emoji con that I sent them, the caveman dwelling pictures that I sent, and I'm just yeah. gonna break up with them and call it quits. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've had I've had guys. I had a client. Uh, well, this one was a few years ago, but I'll never forget it because he'd find something, some reason to to, you know, knock every woman out of the the running. One, she didn't uh, text him back within um, 20 minutes, but she was at work, you know. 
and, and another one didn't he didn't like her because she had a British accent or so I think so I think there might be do you find that there's men out there who say they want a relationship but they really don't because this is what I'll hear from uh, that's the idea women will get well they say they want a relationship but I don't think they really do and that's that total, totally confuses me because I'm trying to figure this out myself. Why are people online or hiring a matchmaker if they don't really want a relationship? Oh, they, they want a relationship, but they want a relationship with somebody who's absolutely perfect because they're so perfect. They're, you know, them with their, you know, hair on their back, their hair in their ears, their belly 15 pounds to 30 pounds overweight. I mean, come on, you know, the woman needs to be 30 pounds, 30 years, 30 pounds. 30 years younger than 30 pounds. Right, right. You know, and and that's the thing. They want a relationship, but somewhere down the line, and this is something that I always call it, this is the plight of the un, what I've called the unattractive man. And I'm not talking that the man is not a good-looking man. It's an unattractive little boy. So in my entire lifetime, I learned confidence when I was younger. So when I was 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, I worked on my confidence, you know. I literally took it as as a football player would. I went out there and I taught myself how to go and talk to people and meet people because I like women that are beautiful to me. Now, you may not think the women that I date are beautiful, but I don't give a shit about anybody else's opinion. I like like who I'm with, you know. So Mm -hmm. that's what it comes down to. It's that confidence. I wasn't seeking validation consistently throughout my life. Sure. There are times in my life where I seek validation because I am a man and it's great for other men to say your girlfriend's hot. And what happens is, is that you have the dork, this, the dorky guy. Usually it's the dorky, unevolved man, the man that really hasn't done the work on himself. And what happens is he hits a certain point in his life and somebody whispered in his ear, hey, man, when you get a lot of money, some of these hot women are really going to want you, right? You know, you can get younger yeah. women. But the fact is yeah. they don't work out, okay? They don't go and they don't work on themselves. And they believe, truly believe, that this 30-year-old woman should really be with this soft-bodied 53-year-old guy that hasn't really – that's not really that good-looking to begin with. And yet this beautiful woman who's done all the work on herself, she really, really needs to be with him. Now, then the man gets angry because the only men that want to – the only women that want to be with him are the – you know, are, are especially in Los Angeles, are the Russian – you know, the Russian gold diggers. They're a dime a dozen, you know. I mean, they're all over the place, you know, hustling these guys. Yeah. And then there's the out-of-work actress-slash-model-slash-hooker who's hustling the guys. And it seems like these guys get in this pattern. They get the girl, and then they get into this relationship, which is a what I call a, a benefactor, which everybody knows relationship. And then you know they think like, oh, I want to get one of these girls that I don't have to pay for. And they, they continue to move mm. down the road. And what they realize is, is that the time in their life has passed that they're going to get this girl. The only girls that want them, and that's what the universe is showing them, are women that are hustling them for their money. They, they skip all the beautiful women that are in their 40s that are gorgeous, that are sexy, that are evolved, that would love to be with them, that don't mind the fact that they have a belly, don't mind the fact that they have male pattern baldness, don't mind the fact that their penis doesn't work at sometimes, doesn't mind any of that stuff because they're looking yeah. because they really like the person they see, and that's where this whole problem is coming from. You got men searching for the ultimate high five from their buddies because they're not emotionally mature. 
Yes. Well, oh my gosh, great point. See, I love talking to you. So but then, the, then when they get to me, the matchmaker, they've been. I've had this a lot. The guys will say, "Okay, well, I've been dating women that I've had to pay for, you know, on SugarDaddy.com or whatever. They've been twenty, thirty years younger, and I'm, uh, you know, I'm tired of that." So. But then they want me to find them the girl that looks just as hot, that that's down to earth and that has a great job and that they don't have to support because they're tired of, of, of that dynamic. So then I've got to get out my magic wand and and produce that. So And then it's, it's tricky because when you're coaching somebody, it's different. You can kind of be like brutally honest, but when you've, when somebody's paid you ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars for matchmaking, if you're just brutally honest and tough, you do. They'll probably charge back on the credit card. So, so. I know that's why I get away with it. With co- that's that's why with coaching, I actually get them to find the women that actually are the most attractive. Because in reality, they just want the conquest to begin with. And I'm not saying that you. I can't. And I've magically have turned in, turned some of these fifty fifty year old guys into getting women that are 35 years old because they actually work on things. They actually dress better. They actually don't look like mm-hmm. the dad that went to the golf course that afternoon. They actually start getting right. into physical shape. They actually start to get into mental and emotional shape because that's really what it takes, you know, to really get a good woman. If you're being taken, and this is where I always felt a lot of compassion for what you do, Marla, because, you know, these guys are writing the check and then they expect you to literally to wave the magic wand. You became a genie in their bottle. And they get you give them the feedback and the feedback is, you know, you don't dress good. You know, you know, you're not sexy to them, Um, you know, and then they can't believe it because their egos are like, what do you mean? This girl should want to be with me. This is what I paid the money for. I paid the money for you to deliver. Girls are us to me. You know, and that's why Toys R Us went out of business. You can't deliver a custom girl because you have some bucks. If you have skipped the biggest part of your life, which is working on your inner self, and working on who you are, you become an unattractive person that is going to be taken advantage of. And that's, they don't look at patterns. And it's interesting. I've worked with a lot of finance guys who study stock markets and patterns and everything else. And I mean, the stock market is all emotion and patterns. And I look at them and I say, oh my God, you're out of your mind. If this was a stock, every single time the stock dated the young Russian girl and was taken again by the gold digger for money, you would really start to understand that this is a comp can invest in because the company is broken. The CEO, which is you, is broken, okay? The chief finance officer is broken because the company keeps losing money. And it's interesting just to speak their language in order to get them to understand that they're constantly having a losing proposition. There is no fucking shortcut in life to working on yourself. If you want somebody that's hot and sexy and you're a guy looking for younger women, then you have better become really the most evolved, most amazing fun. And, and they get pissed and they work with me because I can go flirt with anybody and women flirt with me and, and women don't even, they don't even see my age because I actually mm-hmm. love women. They're, they're not an object to me. I actually enjoy women. When I go out, I actually look at a woman and say, man, what interesting thing can she share with me? I'm excited to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. I am in full abundance when it comes down to that part of my life. I love that, and that reminds me of a client that I had um, recently who was about, well, I would say 30 to 40 pounds overweight he could lose, right? And he is a busy CEO, so I understand a lot of these guys, they're flying around, they're having good dinners, they're drinking wine, and, uh, you know, when you're over 50, if you're not on it, you know, you're gaining some weight. And I had gotten feedback from women in the past that, that, uh, he, you know, that 
they didn't care for the belly, the the weight. But of course, I didn't say anything. Now that the last one that he had met. Uh, shared with me because they had seen each other about three times. He really liked her, thought it was going somewhere, and she finally said, Marla, he's a great guy, but the weight really bothers me. He's just, he's not in shape. It's, it's not healthy. When I shared that with him, I said, you know, you know, would you, and I said, hey, listen, would you date a woman who was sounds overweight? You would never accept the date. But, and he was so astonished. He said, never, he said, never in my life has anyone said that about me. I mean, maybe I could lose 20 pounds, but 30 or 40, that's what you think about me, Marla. And he was just and astonished. And uh, <laughs> so I, I think, yeah, they're just, it's that double standard where they don't have to work on themselves, but the woman better not have an extra pound or a wrinkle. And uh, that's where it does get super challenging for, for the matchmaker. Yeah. Well, you know, super, super challenging, super challenging for all these beautiful women that are out there. You know, this, yeah. this male double standard is unbelievable. I mean, you could sit around, I've sat around it. I've gone to Vegas with a client one time and I said, I want you to understand who you never need to become, right? He was 30 years old and he goes, what do you mean? I said, well, I mean, I'm the ghost of future, of future of the future right now. And he was sitting around listening. We sat behind guys at a pool and they were ripping women apart, man. Oh, I'll tell you, that's a little bit of cellulite on her ass. I wouldn't tap that. I'm thinking to myself, you're an armchair oh. quarterback. She wouldn't go near you. She wouldn't go and ride you if you were the last penis on earth, okay, because of your attitude and your energy around it. And men do that. Men have this this whole thing where they're physically ripping women apart. I've never seen women really physically rip a man apart. They'll physically rip themselves apart first. That's the big right. thing. A woman will look in the mirror and physically rip herself apart. You know, mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fattest one of them all? I am. Even though yeah. this woman has not an ounce of fat on her body, she will find the patch of cellulite that seemed to have manufactured over the course of the evening when she was sleeping, they are hard on them, of course, as we know, for their friends and for themselves first, right? Because they're always judging mm-hmm. each other based on that way. Men are the most judgmental people of women. So a man will rip a woman apart physically, yet they won't look in the mirror. They, they think it's okay for them to have ear hairs that look like tentacles to a tree growing on your street. It's okay for them to have a back that is furrier than, than a labradoodle. It, it's just, it's unbelievable. <laughs> men are just unreal. And that's where they think, that's where, and I've worked with men that way. That's where, you know, they can dress. They want a woman that dresses hot and cool. And they're wearing, you know, literally looks like a pair of chinos that have diapers on, you know, that they're wearing diapers. They're so stretched out and terrible on the back. And they just think just because they have a car or they have a nice watch or they have some money that life should pay them that beautiful woman and that's what life is giving them and we know this life is giving them the beautiful woman they're getting the gold digger because here's something i tell men all the time a gold digger has never approached me in my entire life and i can sit at the same peninsula hotel in beverly hills with a client and the and and i and i do this with them gold diggers will approach them nonstop, and they will ignore me and the people that will flirt with me are the women that are there traveling, that are interested, that are, you know, the women that work there. They'll talk to me, but the gold diggers avoid me like, a, like, like I'm the plague because they smell out. They're professionals. So you have to look at who you're attracting, and you have to stop being this awful person that is literally ripping women into pieces when you haven't even worked on yourself that way. 
So, so when a guy comes to you, you have a whole game plan for him. You, so you'll be, you'll take a look at him, and and will you be totally honest? You'll look at their clothes. You'll look at uh, their whole attitude. You'll look at how they're presenting themselves. Um, you're like, you you do the whole lifestyle thing for them, right? I do everything, and and I'm honest with them. And every guy I've ever worked with, I mean, I, I've worked with a guy recently who was 30 years old who was a virgin who met somebody had sex oh, for the first wow. time. date. He's dating like a, like a crazy person. I met someone else who I've been working with who, great looking, you know, but just never had the confidence. Now he's like kicking ass. I met another guy, 35 pounds overweight, got stuck into the gold digger, you know, style of Los Angeles dating. He's, on, he's working out with my trainer right now. He's lost 15 pounds. He's dressing hip and cool and looks great, and we're working on his mindset. And for the first time, He's understanding that he always hated women his entire life because his father couldn't stand his, his ex-wife, which was his mother. So his father gave him the mindset of all women are users and takers, right? So what happened was is that he got used and taken because what you think about, you bring about life. I mean, I go very deep when I'm working with somebody to get them to break their habits because what has worked or not worked for you before is never going to work for you. And I always tell men that every successful man has had some type of coaching behind him, whether it was a mentorship, whether it was a coach, and, and I, men all the time, and women, because <clears throat> I work with tons of women. If you're not getting what you want in life, it's, never, it's not miraculously going to come to you unless you go and actually work with someone who's going to give you a radical reboot. Mm-hmm. I love that, radical reboot. So you also offer online dating profile revamps. Uh, I love that because I uh, sometimes when I'll take a look at some clients' uh, online uh, uh, online profiles, um, they'll be, well, let's have you say it. What are some of the biggest mistakes singles are making on those on, online profiles? Oh, my God. I mean, first off, <laughs> the biggest mistake in the online profiles nowadays are really just, you know, the apps. Everything has gotten smaller. So they think less is more when in reality – you know, you have the angry, you know, I called it the fuck you profile. You know, it's like, I'm not here yeah. for a hookup. Swipe left. <laughs> you know, whatever. You know, it's like, I'm not here for a one night stand. So what do you get? You get the guys that look at you as a challenge because they're going to go and they're going to basically screw you over. And you're going to get the one night stand again. It's, you know, uh, if you voted for Trump, you know, you know, it's like, who cares if you oh, voted for Trump? Oh, I get that Trump, a lot. Okay? Now, that's the first time in history I've been a matchmaker. I've been in the business about 17 years, and never have I had to screen for political uh, leanings or who someone voted for in my life. And it's we're from another planet. They don't want to it, – it's so divided now. So that's another obstacle that I've got to deal with there. But, yes, you're right. They've got these things like don't if you, if you are here for blah, 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 don't even think about writing to me. Or it's the, it's, they're going to the negative, and, and it seems almost bitter, right? So, so they've got to spin it well, around to wait, the positive. Marla, wait, because they are bitter. It's like when I read those profiles, I look at somebody, and I'm like, that's a bitter person. You're going to date right. them, and they're going to find the thing that's going wrong. Even if it's not going wrong, they're going to evaluate you. They're bitter. They haven't done the inner work, the cheery thing. And I've done really great when I was, you know, I'm with somebody. But when I was using Bumble, I would find the most positive person and write them back positively. And guess what? They would write me back, and we would then go out on a date. We would enjoy ourselves. 
because the positive profiles win every single time because life is a gift. Life is not something that, you know, people take it for granted and they'd rather talk about the misery of life instead of the positive of life. This is a gift. This is, you, you're not given the next 30 years, okay? Nothing is a given in life. So if you don't wake up every single morning and, and say to yourself, thank you, universe, thank you, God, whatever you believe in, thank you for giving me another fantastic day that I can explore myself, explore other people, you're not going to get that. What you put out is what you're going to get back. So if you write angry, you're going to get angry back. If you list stupid things, you're going to get someone else who lists things. Share something that's unique and different and exciting about you because that's what the law of attraction is. It's a word, thought, a word out there. You gain that word feeling back at you. It's very easy. I have had wonderful relationships. I've had one relationship in my life that was really not the best, but the rest of them are just so fabulous. It's like it's all about how you look at life. Right, and I know I've had, you know, I get the feedback after uh, each date that my client goes on, and I know that some uh, people will go on a date and they'll literally say, ask the other person, so what are your, what have been your worst dates with, you know, uh, online or with a matchmaking company, or what have been your worst dating uh, disasters? Well, that's right away going to the negative, you know. So, yeah, it's that drama, I think, almost that reality show uh car crash that people want to talk about um and you can always well, find I, I, I mean Mar- 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 i think everybody just wants to talk about what they don't like you know it's like mm-hmm. they want to talk about yeah. what's going on what's going what's going bad in their life instead of what's going good yeah. in their life because they concentrate on that you know it's like if you concentrate on the bad you get more of the bad the universe doesn't know that you want more of the good it just hears more of the bad so it just continues to give you more of the bad it continues to and and, and how long the should these, um, will guys really read? Because I know when I tried online dating back in like 2001, very brief uh, time, only if I met a few guys and then I met my husband. But I would I had stated, you know, I really do, I don't want to meet a man who has children. And uh, but all these guys with kids would contact me because they just like my photo. So do men really even read the book? <laughs> how long? Should they be short? I know men are more interested in, in how the woman looks and the age range and all that. So um, uh, I think I, I short mean, and Mar- sweet probably, Mar- right? Short, positive, and sweet, effective. This is what I tell women all the time, and I've, got, I've, got, I've coached so many women and written their online profiles for them. I call it ESPN, the profile, okay? Basically, okay. go to ESPN, take a look at how the highlights are put in there, take a look at, you know, a little Ooh. bit of controversy, a little bit of coolness in there, meaning like, oh, my God, you should have seen him on third and 10 when he threw that spiral, right? I tell women to write it in a sense as if you were a sports reporter writing about the greatest game you that they're ever want to catch, okay? And that's oh, what it is phenomenal. because it needs that bulletproof. Not only that, if a man doesn't read your profile, meaning if you go and you have keywords, and I teach women this, you know, there's keywords that you put in a profile. If he does not react to those keywords, those are the guys that you eliminate immediately. You don't need to respond to them. You don't need to get angry. You don't need to say, like, don't they read the profile? I can't believe I wrote this in there. And then they're, they, they don't understand. I'm a single mom, and I only want to date another single dad, you know. And it's like they didn't read right. the profile. Instead of getting angry and taking on that ugly third-grade voice that I just threw out there, you just delete that person immediately. Delete them. Because a profile, no matter if it's on Bumble or Match or eHarmony or OK Stupid or whatever the site is, right, you want it mm-hmm. to see who is filtered and only concentrate on the guys that are the 
seeing or going through that short little filter. Now, those guys are all guys you're not attracted to. Well, then you know what? Then the universe is telling you something else. The universe is telling you to stop being so codependent on technology, and the universe is telling you to put your phone down when you're out and about and go to places yes. like Air One and go to Whole Foods and go to Trader Joe's and, you know, and, and go to all the places around there and actually smile at a guy and say hello to him and actually do what we used to do before we became technology dependent. You have to go with what works best for you, and what works best for most, a lot of people, is the thing that they avoid the most, going out there and flirting. And that's why I love when I'm working with a female client. I love going out and teaching them to flirt in the field because they look at me like they haven't done it in, in 10 years because they haven't done it in 10 years mm. because they've been so technology dependent. David, this has been amazing. We've got one minute left. It goes by so fast. I absolutely loved our conversation. Uh, we'll have to do it again because, you know, I could talk to you forever. Um, tell everybody where to find you. I've got a podcast every single day called the 10 minute daily reality check, which literally gives you 10 minutes of reality every single day. I don't ask for much of your time. You listen, you learn, you enjoy. You can find me at David Wygant, spelled W-Y-G-A-N-T. I've got many. I'm based in Los Angeles. I work with people all over the world. And my biggest coaching program that I have is a one-month or a six-month program where literally we can go and become part of each other's lives, and I can literally get you what you want, love, relationships, confidence, whatever it might be. So I'm easy to find. I love it. And, you guys, his info's in the show notes. And go to my website, marlamartinson.com, and download your self-love audio um, meditation. And much love, everybody. And until next time, thanks, David. Bye, everyone. Thanks, Marla. Bye.